Live from the WTMJ Annex Wealth Management Studios at State Fair Park, this is the Jeff Wagner Show. The AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line is open now. Give Jeff a call at 855-616-1620. And now, here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. Good afternoon, Wisconsin. Welcome to the show. Nicest people stop by the State Fair booth, which is talking to my friend and former colleague from today's TMJ4, Steve Shamraz, who's out here doing some stuff. So if you see Mr. Shamraz, big-time television star, even came in to say hi to me. We worked together for a number of years, oh, a few years back when uh, Channel 4 used to have a 3 o'clock news program that I appeared on. We are at the State Fair, an abbreviated program today because coming up, oh, in about a half hour or so, or so our pregame coverage kicks in as the Brewers go for the sweep of the Chicago Cubs, but still a lot of ground to cover. I really do love being out at the State Fair, and I had, had an interesting experience yesterday. I was, I was heading out, and there was a woman waiting to talk to me, and her name is Ann. She listens via podcast from Las Vegas, but she's originally here, and she was stopping by. She apparently worked in corrections, in, in either for the State Corrections Department or Milwaukee County. Couldn't tell which one, but now she does the same thing in Las Vegas, and continues to listen to WTMJ and the podcast as she's driving home. So it was delightful to see her. I said I'd give her a shout-out. Plus, I met I met a guy after my own heart this morning. As I was coming in, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm walking from the parking lot, and where I park, you, you kind of you, you come in sort of behind the gates. And I'm, there's a couple who are coming in through the State Fair gate. And the first thing the, the lady does right after they've gotten in she makes a beeline for the information booth where they've got the brochure that tells you what's going on so she's heading right for that the husband god bless him i hear him say i'm gonna get a beer she says we've been here for 30 seconds he said yeah i know i'm getting a beer <laughs> i thought that's that's exactly that's me and fran you know she's going to get the information and figure out where stuff is i'm going let's find the quickest beer stand so whether you're here to look at all the different stuff at all the different activities or whether you just want to find the first beer stand trust me there's all sorts of places to go and lots of great reasons to come out to the Wisconsin State Fair. As I said a few minutes ago, today really is kind of a Chamber of Commerce day. It, it's I'm not even going to say it's warm. This is, you know, you, you can't complain about temperatures like this, especially if you live in Wisconsin. And there's a very, very nice breeze. So lots of people are coming out. Come on out and enjoy it. As I was saying a couple minutes ago, we've uh, we've got Brewers coverage that's coming up in just a little bit. This, this is a special season. The Brewers right now, 69 and 46. Um, season high 23 games over 500 and one of the amazing things about how they're doing it is is the way their their home and road record works out normally teams win more games on at home than they do on the road for a variety of reasons a lot of times the teams are built you know to succeed in the particular park their home park that they play in in addition you know you've got you know you're sleeping in your own bed and things like that the brewers this year are 32 and 27 at home five games over 500 away their record is 37 and 19 that's they're winning they've won almost two-thirds of their games on the road that is just an absolutely staggering number and if you'd ask Craig Council or you'd ask David Stearns nobody's going to be able to explain why exactly that is you you don't know but it's just incredible how they're able to win on the road part of it is 
the teams that they are supposed to beat, kind of the, the spuds of, of baseball, like the Chicago Cubs, they're, they're, they're taking care of business. They beat the Pirates when they go into Pittsburgh. They beat the Chicago Cubs when they go into Chicago. So that's a very, very good thing. But, but here's, here's the thing to, to watch. Like I say, 69 and 46 with 47 games left. Here's the deal. The Brewers, in all the years the Brewers have played in Milwaukee, the most wins a team, the Brewers team, has had in a regular season has been 96. They won 96 games in 2011. They won 96 games in 2018. They, they've already got 69 games, 69 wins. There's 47 games left. So here's the deal. If they go 27 and 20, 27 and 20, they tie for the best regular season record in Brewers history. I think you can make a strong argument, given the way that they are playing right now, that that is definitely in reach, and it wouldn't necessarily be surprising if they can do better than that. 31-16 and 16 takes them to 100 wins, and 100 wins would be absolutely incredible. And I understand people will say, well, if they don't do anything in the playoffs, it doesn't matter. No, I mean, the regular season is important. And I'm just saying, looks like there is something special going on here. All right, yesterday, we took some time away from the program to just talk about the communal experience that we all had with the huge storms that blew through on Tuesday evening. We were joined by um, one of the, the spokespeople for We Energies, uh, Brendan Conway, who just talked about how how difficult it was to try to go get everybody back on, power back on, given the fact that this was the largest power restoration in the history of the company. At one point in time, 180,000 people were without power. Now, I told the story yesterday. Our power on Tuesday night went out about 7.30 at night. It was back by 3 o'clock in the morning. So for us, not having power was an inconvenience yeah, but but it was just an inconvenience. You know, we didn't get to the point where, gee, you know, the, all the fr- uh, food in the refrigerator was had to be thrown out or anything like that. It was an inconvenience. I know, though, that there are still about sixty thousand people who still do not have power. Um, my my stepdaughter. Her husband, my son-in-law, and, and the grandkids, they live in Sussex. They still don't have power. I was talking to a guy today who works in the HVAC field. He was telling me that the last couple of days their schedules have been completely disrupted because a lot of the people who were scheduled for service, who were having problems with their air conditioners or whatever, they, they, they can't go out to fix them because they still do not have power. All right, our number, 855-616-1620. That is the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. All right, for most of us, Either people did not lose power or the power was restored in a relatively quick fashion. I know that there's some people who are still listening to us somehow who still do not have power. I want to check in with you. 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. If you or someone close to you lost power the other night and still does not have it restored, how are you holding up? 855-616-1620. That's the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We discuss in just a moment. This is Jeff Wagner. We're broadcasting live from the Wisconsin State Fair. Back to Take Your Calls. Here's WTMJ's Jeff Wagner. 
Okay, see, if there was a consultant listening right now, some of these these radio consultants, they would have said, Jeff, don't, don't you understand that people need power to listen to your broadcast? And, and so you're, you're asking to hear from people who still don't have power. And my response would be, no, well, there's a will, there's a way, and lots of people are listening, and, and we're kind of their connection. Um, and all the phone calls are proof of that. Let's start with Mary Jo in Greendale. Mary Jo, good afternoon. Hi, I called you yesterday. We were the ones in Greendale that had the tree down two yards away. They came yesterday right. and chopped off the tree, but they haven't fixed the power line, so we still don't have power. But um, we okay. did get a generator yesterday. Uh, a nephew borrowed one to us. So we've got the sump pump and the refrigerator hooked up, <laughs> and we got a power cord with um, fans in it because we have three dogs, and we got to keep them cool because the humidity is kind of kicking everybody's butt. And um, right. we took shot. We got to take showers. But we're all getting ready in the living room because the power strip is stretched as far as it can to the cord. <laughs> yeah. Room, so you're fine. You're fine. It, it sounds. Thanks for the call, Mary Jo. It sounds like it's challenging. You're you're figuring that where there is a will, there is a way. Let's talk to Sarah in Wauwatosa. Sarah, you're on WTMJ. Yes. Hi. Good morning. Um, hi, yeah, hi, Sarah. It's been two, it's been two days, and I'm just now officially highly irritated. But it took two days it, for it took two days for you to lose your your, your spirit, huh? Now now you've reached well, the highly I, irritated stage, huh? Yeah, yeah. I, and I'm just embracing it. So yes, I, and also I live just off of um, North Avenue. And North Avenue has been completely without power um, um, around the 70th North Avenue area heading east and to 60th. And there's uncontrolled intersections for two days. It's been like that. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's not, it's not safe. Um, none of the businesses are open and our neighbors are, are banding together and we're looking out for each other, but it's just, it's enough already. And I keep hearing, oh, the power's on, the power's on. The power's not on. In, like, significant <laughs> yeah. parts of our area, it's like you wouldn't even recognize it. Our trees are down, yeah. debris is everywhere, and I, I feel like yeah. we've been forgotten. I know we haven't been, but if we feel disconnected. So. Frustrated. No, no. thanks for the call, Sarah. I mean, there, there's no question about that. By the way, this kind of I, – I don't want to get too far away, but, you know, we depend on the power grid. And, and I know one of the things that you've got some politicians that are pushing for is let's get us out of our cars. Let's get us into electric vehicles. Okay, well, um, imagine how that would be working if everybody was ele- driving electric vehicles and, you know, the power grid, which – is fragile to begin with now you know can't keep up with that so imagine if you couldn't go out and start your car or things like that or you've only got that one charge and then the car is gone 855-616-1620 that's the uh, acunet mortgage talk and text line austin in milwaukee austin you're on wtmj hello jeff i was just, Hi, austin. Um, how are you doing today good but i've got power sounds like you don't so you're worse off than i am my friend yeah, I, I definitely don't have power. It's been a little over 24 hours, and I was just calling to, um, you know, it's kind of weird because uh, I'm on a corner lot, and the neighbors uh, behind me and a few houses behind me, they have power, but the neighbors next to me and across the street don't have power, so it's kind of, like, tricky at what's really going on. But, you know, I'm back and forth in the car. It's not been too hot where it's unbearable, but, you know, if I want to get cooled down, I run the air in the car for a little bit, but I definitely have to be in the car to charge up my phone 
uh, which I listen right. to the radio on the car and my phone, so that's what I've been doing, yeah. Oh, out- outstanding. Well, Austin, I f- thanks for making that extra effort. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about, and it's that, and thanks for the call, it's that situation, and, and when we were talking to the We Energy spokesman yesterday, and because that was one of the questions I had, and look, and I, I understand if you don't have the power on now that, that that you, you don't care. All you care about is that you you want the power on. But you know, I was asking you about the, the triage thing. How how do you decide where you go first? And typically, what they try to do is they try to figure out. Okay, is this a transformer that services three thousand homes? So we're going to go and try to fix that one first. And when you start to get into situations, kind of like it sounds like you're dealing with Austin, where it, it's a it's a neighborhood and it's a couple houses. Unfortunately, those tend to be you know farther down the line because. You know, they, they want to go to the ones where they get their most bang for their buck, which is, is not what you want to hear. I, I understand that. Uh, Paul in Waukesha. Paul, you're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. How's it going? Uh, yeah, Hi, we, uh, I reported the outage two minutes after it happened, Tuesday night at 7-12 in Waukesha. We found out yesterday what caused it, but on We Energy's website, to be determined, the cause of the, I yeah. took a picture of it this morning of the tree that took out the blinds, that took out the pole, about 200 yards from our house. 77 homes are affected, and they're just now cutting up the tree now. But according to their website, after I talked and sat on hold for 30 minutes with them this morning, they said, oh, we'll update it. It's estimated at 11 a.m., and at 11.30, it says we're reassessing estimated there. <laughs> Everything in my refrigerator, freezer, gone. 40 yeah. some hours. Yeah. The people, all my friends saying, get a generator, get a generator. All my stuff is built in. My refrigerator, right. freezer, everything's built in. I can't just unplug it and plug it into a generator. It doesn't right. work that right. way. I'd have to go through my vehicle box, and that's almost cost yep. ineffective. Oh, yeah. No, th- thanks for the call, Paul. You know, I mean, I, I was telling this story yesterday. I've, um, I've wanted to get a full in-home generator for years. It's kind of been on the back of my mind. And and where I live, we don't have major power. I mean, I think I've been there four years, and we probably had to power out four times. This eight-hour gap was the largest one. But nevertheless, for peace of mind, I've wanted to get a generator. And after I said that, I was swamped with texts and emails and um, various phone calls from people saying, no, you're, you're really, for peace of mind, it's worth doing it. Now, you're, you're right. I mean, where I live, it would have to be a whole house generator, and that's a substantial investment. But I might do it anyways. Phil in Fox Point. Phil, you're on WTMJ. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon, Jeff. Um, I'm in Fox Point. We still don't have power, um, but it took a little more serious turn last night because we have a 14-year-old pug, which we we adore, and he just couldn't mm-hmm. stop panting. I put him in the tub, tried to cool him down. Long story short, 4.30 in the morning, I had to take him to an emergency clinic, and he's getting fluids right now, so... Um, that's it. Is it. I assume now, Phil. It's funny. I drove through Fox Point yesterday afternoon because I happened to. My, my dog was in for she had to she had to be put under to have like her teeth cleaned and a couple teeth extracted. Uh-huh. So I, I was just a mess. But I was driving home um, through. I ended up kind of getting rerouted through Fox Point. It looks like a war zone, um, you know, in Whitefish Bay, the northern part of Whitefish Bay, and Fox Point and Bayside with all the trees right. down. There were streets that were blocked off. So I, my guess is. For to get your power back on, it's kind of kind of be a like a neighborhood by neighborhood, almost block by block sort of effort. Right, right. Yeah, if, if it's not on tonight and I get my dog back, I'm going to sleep in my air conditioned work office because I'm not going to risk risk his well being again. You know. Yeah. No. Th- thanks for the call. I, I mean, I appreciate it. And again, this is it's. 
I guess I do this topic sort of in the fact that we're we're kind of all in the same sort of leaky boat, boat, and and maybe misery loves company. And I and again I, I know. I know it is no consolation, but I know the We Energies crews are working really, really hard. And you do have to keep in mind that this, as they described, this was the largest restoration effort in the history of the company as a result of that storm. Here's a text, and we're getting lots of texts from folks. Jeff, my daughter and her family in New Berlin are still without power. Um, and again, like I say, my, my stepdaughter lives in, in Sussex, and they don't have power either. Um, they have been here to my house to keep cool. She said she wants to cry when she thinks of, you know, all the food in the refrigerator that you're going to have to throw away, right? That, that's the thing. For somebody like me, it, w- it was eight hours. We kept the refrigerator door shut. I, I think, you know, we're okay. But right after you get to 24 or 36 or 48 hours or whatever, it's, I, I think it's probably pretty much a lost cause. In any event... Again, it's no consolation. More and more people are getting their power restored, though. I think it does, should make us all appreciate, though, again, the fragility, how, how fragile the, the electric grid is. And like I say, imagine imagine if, if we didn't have fossil fuels. I mean, imagine... You know, how it would be if we were in a situation where, you know, all the cars were electric and things like that. Can you imagine as bad as it is now? That would be that would be bad on steroids. So hang in there. I know they're trying to get to you back with more in just a minute. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. Here's kind of the other side of it. I have a, a text from one of our listeners. Jeff, my neighbor is a lineman for We Energies. He normally works for shift, but he's gone for several days. Been gone for several days now, working pretty much around the clock. I was leaving for work this morning, and he was just driving into his driveway. He literally had to drag himself into the house. Those guys are beat down. Yeah, I, I think that's the element. Now, when we talked again with the We Energy spokesman yesterday, I think he said their their policy was. Um, 18 hours on and it might have been 16 hours on and then eight hours off because obviously you, you know the more tired you get the more likely you are to make mistakes and when it comes to restoring power and, and fooling around with electricity you can't be that way but the bottom line is um, the folks at we energies I, I think are working extremely hard as well all you have to do is drive through the area like I was saying with our caller from Fox Point I mean I was driving through Fox Point yesterday and I mean again it looks like a war zone trees streets are closed trees are down and when those trees come down and the branches come down, they take out the power lines, and it just makes it a lot more difficult to get power restored. Welcome back to Jeff Wagner on WTMJ. So very glad to hear you. I have you with us one one more day from the State Fair. Brewers game coming up. Our pregame coverage starts in a couple minutes. Let, let me just give you a, a quick primer on, on these, these latest attacks on Senator Ron Johnson. The, the headline is... Uh, Ron Johnson's efforts on Trump's tax cut delivered millions in savings to billionaires who financed his campaign. Okay, this this is a story coming from a place called ProPublica, which got a series of tax records a number of months ago that were illegally illegally leaked from the IRS. So I'm not saying that they were the ones that stole the records, but somebody stole the records, tax records, confidential tax records, and gave them to this group with the idea of trying to, I think, embarrass some politicians. So let's put that aside for a minute. So here is the deal. 
in this country, there are really two types of corporations. There are C corporations, which are the publicly traded corporations. You know, think of the, the, the AT&Ts, the, the big companies, the General Motors of the world. Ninety-five percent of the corporations in this country are what they call pass-through corporations. These are family-held businesses, generally small businesses. And the way it works is, if you are a a C corporation, one of the big corporations that's publicly traded, for example, there is a corporate income tax that the company pays on its earnings. As part of the tax reform bill, that income tax rate was reduced to 21%. So if, you know, if it's, if it's, again, a, a publicly traded company, AT&T, they pay 21%. 95% of the companies in this country are what they call pass-through companies. What that means is the profits of a corporation, instead of the corporation paying it, they are passed through to the owner of the corporation, and the owner of the corporation pays taxes. But the owner of the corporation pays a tax rate that, that's linked to their individual tax rate, their personal tax rate. So, for example... If um, let's take Kroger, publicly traded you know, food company, Kroger makes a million dollars. Kroger company pays two hundred and ten. It's a little more complicated than this with the tax brackets, but for the purpose of this discussion, uh, Kroger would pay twenty one percent. So they'd pay two hundred and ten thousand on a million, right? If if it's Jeff's food business and I own four food markets and I make that same million dollars, I have to pay pass through rates. That pass-through rate, the high rate is almost thirty-nine was was almost thirty-nine percent. So I'd be paying three hundred and ninety thousand dollars on the same profit that Kroger would be paying two hundred and ten thousand on. Okay, so Ron Johnson, a number of people said this isn't right. You know, we, you know, we if we if for whatever reason we're going to lower the corporate tax rates because we think we need to do it to be more competitive or whatever, we can't. You know, we we can't hit the 95% of the pass-through corporations, we can't have them paying almost 40% in the highest bracket when, the um, again, the, the C corporations, the places that sell stock, they're paying 20% or 21%. So that was the thinking. Ron Johnson and a lot of people did is this, okay, what we're going to do is we want to we want to lower the pass through rate, and what they did is they knocked it down um, to they knocked it down to I think twenty nine percent. So you're you're still if you have a pass through corporation, you're still paying a lot more in proportionate in tax than if again it was a company that was publicly traded. But it's a little closer to being fair. Now the the argument here is well you know this benefited some wealthy people who own corporations. Well yes it it did it owns um, it benefited some people, but it benefited ninety five percent of the individuals, small, medium, and large who own who own their own companies. And, and so, yes, the companies that make more money, they get a bigger break. Yes, because they simply, they're already paying more in taxes. So you can argue about the wisdom of this. Should we have lowered corporate tax rates? And I understand that that's a whole other discussion. And I understand that there's people out there that are saying, well, we shouldn't have done this. And, you know, corporations already get too much of a break and all that. Well, okay, again, that's another conversation. But this idea that, gee, to try to reduce the tax rate that these pass-through corporations, 
these family businesses, these small companies pay, I'm sorry, that's just a non-starter. And I understand it's food to attack a guy like Ron Johnson, but that doesn't mean it's valid. We'll talk more about this tomorrow. I'm out of time. Brewers baseball is coming up. They go for the sweep of Chicago. Join me tomorrow, 12 noon, from State Fair when we do this all again. This is Jeff Wagner, WTMJ.